The freelance programmer who had created the bespoke software had explained that when a new visitor arrived at the website, the global ASAX file captured their IP address and other items in the server variables collection, wrapped them in an XML message, and emailed it to his inbox. His email software then dumped it in a folder which was monitored by a file system watcher component, which extracted the information and fed it into a web service that returned known information based on the server variables, and then fed it into a database and displayed the results on the screen, which was refreshed every few seconds by a timer component. In layman's terms, if someone visited the website, Gray would know about it and have a good idea who and where they were. Gray had contacted the news outlets forty minutes earlier, and as no one else in the world knew about the website, he thought it safe to assume that the first visitors would be the news outlets, the government, and the intelligence service. He flicked back and forth between the BBC News and Sky News, until he saw the first of the breaking news tickers scrolling across the bottom of the screen. Gray checked his watch, and saw that his prediction was out by three minutes, which was no big deal. It simply meant he would record more IP addresses than anticipated. If the security services hadn't visited by now, they never would. With the IP addresses recorded, he would now be able to filter out any votes coming from the same range. In considering possible ploys against him, he had reasoned that the authorities might send a few million emails with the word live in order to rig the vote but his software would disregard any votes coming from the recorded IP addresses, or any with a certain range. In addition, with the click of a button, he could redirect any requests for his website from these IP addresses to any other page on the Internet. His choice had been to redirect them to a page on the number 10.gov.uk petitions website, which was asking the government to reintroduce the death penalty. Gray also considered the fact that they might try a few ways to influence the results, but this had also been factored in when he commissioned the software. He settled down to watch the news, wondering how long it would take them to brand him a terrorist. He didn't have to wait long. News is just reaching us that a former SAS soldier is threatening to kill thousands of people unless the government allow him to execute five suspected criminals live on the internet. A photo of Gray appeared on the screen next to the female anchor, a picture he recognized from his army days. Tom Gray, who spent eight years in 2-2 Regiment Special Air Service, has demanded that the government allow him to poll the nation to decide whether or not his captives should live or die. According to a video shown on his website, www.justiceforbritain.co.uk, if the government do not allow him to collect and act on the votes sent in by members of the public, he will kill his prisoners and take his own life. If he does this, police will have little or no chance of finding his bomb. The camera angle changed to show a live video feed on the studio wall. A grey-haired man in his fifties with heavy jowls and a ruddy complexion waited patiently for his introduction. We are joined now by Home Office spokesman Adrian Good. Mr. Good, thank you for joining us. What is the Home Office's response to this terrorist threat? Gray watched the spokesman spend four minutes talking a lot but saying absolutely nothing, promising that the government were doing everything within their power to protect the public, while giving no indication as to how it would do this. Questions were thrown at him, and he answered with prepared statements, 
never once deviating from the script. It was just what Gray had expected. He turned his attention to his laptop and waited for the votes to start coming in. Andrew Harvey walked into the technical operations office and made his way straight to Gerald Small's workstation. What have we got? he asked. Small continued tapping at his keyboard as he explained their progress. We have the website host. It's a UK company based in Guildford, and he's either too dumb to know how to hide its location or he doesn't care. Or maybe he wants us to find it, Harvey suggested. What else? We have gained access to the website's source code. It's written in a programming language I am familiar with, and so far I have discovered a couple of interesting bits of code. Small brought up the first page of interest. This area here checks to see if it is operating within a...